Hi, this is Allison Task from Personal Revolution. And today we are uh, probably ankle deep in the global pandemic. It is the first week of April. There are over a million people now tested to have COVID-19. There are tens of thousands of people who have died. And today I would like to talk about grief and growth. I have observed in my community when I go for a walk and people say, hey, how are you doing? It's a beautiful day. Yeah, it's great. How are you doing? Good, good. Everything's good. Wife's getting a lot of projects done. And I'm struggling with that because I want to be socially appropriate and I want to say, hi, things are good. It's a sunny day. Kids look happy. But I also want to be real. I also want to be authentic about what's happening. I am not a big believer in denial or avoidance as a way of dealing. So I think it's really important to talk about grieving and to grieve, to grieve for the people who've passed, to grieve for the people who are sick, to grieve for children who are not able to graduate, return to college, go to their classrooms, grieving the normalcy that we don't have, grieving the life that we had a month ago, two months ago, three months ago, that seems so quaint. Um, there was a big party that I went to on February 29th, and we were joking about not shaking hands, and that now seems really urgent and um, and sad. Lots of people are going back through their pictures, remembering things that maybe you had taken for granted, a birthday party, a gathering, going to the grocery store without gloves or a mask. We're grieving now. We're grieving individually and collectively. And I think the sooner we can truly grieve and the sooner we can bring this into the forefront, the sooner we can have that experience. And I don't want to say get to the other side, but be real with ourselves about what's happening. It's not a, when can we get back to normal, right? That's not the question because we aren't getting back to normal, because that's in the past and that's before this. And, you know, as it is said, you can't unsee it. You can't unknow it. You can't unknow the trauma that's happening in the ICU. You can't unknow. I'm going to bet that every single person listening knows someone who knows someone who is sick or dead or a doctor, or a nurse, or a a grocery checkout worker who they're worried about, right? We're worried about our friends going to work. We're scared. We can't unfeel the pandemic. It will forever be on us. It will forever be in us. It will forever be with us. So in order to process this, I wanted to take a little visit to Elizabeth Kubler-Ross, and she famously created the five stages of grief right? The five stages of grief were to be descriptive, not proscriptive, meaning we don't have to go through these in any order, but we're going to go through them linear because we're speaking. So here they are, the five stages of grief. When we are grieving, we feel denial, right? Oh no, this isn't happening, right? This isn't happening. We can fight it, right? The people going out for St. Patrick's Day, people on the beach in Florida, life's not going to change. Nope, nope, this isn't happening. We're going to deny that this is happening. For many weeks, I was like, no, 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 no. Schools can't close. Schools can't, schools can close. Schools can close. (laughs) Denial. Then anger. 
We're angry that the life we have isn't here. We're angry we can't go to that trip for spring break. We're angry um, that we can't see our loved ones on Easter and Passover and these important holidays. We're angry we can't go by the neighbor's house and have a play date. We're angry we can't use public transportation. We're angry we have to be scared about going to the grocery store, right? Bargaining. Well, it's probably only going to be a couple weeks. Bargaining is also, we'll get back to normal. There's no getting back to normal. There's getting back to different. There's no getting back to normal, right? So bargaining is, well, if only I would have. Oh, I could have been safer. I know um, the first weekend before they shut all the parks near me, I took my family to the park. We didn't sit on a bench. We didn't touch anything, but we went to the park. And for the next 14 days, I was petrified that something happened in that park, right? I was saying, okay, well, we won't do this, but we'll do this. And then they shut down the parks and you realize that that choice wasn't a good one, right? Bargaining, what ifs and regrets. And of course, of course, and I'm going to spend more time talking about this in the coming weeks, depression, feeling sad from the loss, feeling sad, really feeling sad. Who listening to this has cried in the last month? Who's cried? What nurse or doctor hasn't cried? My clients are crying. I'm crying. My children haven't cried yet, but we're sad. We're sad. We're deeply sad. It's okay to feel sad. It's normal to feel sad. It's healthy to feel sad. The last of the five stages of grief that, of course, do not come in any order, acceptance. I think we're now here. I think we've accepted that things have changed. We've accepted that we're home. We've accepted the loss of normal for now. I don't know that we're acknowledging the reality of this as permanent, right? Oh, we can get a cure. We can get medicine. We can get, in 18 months, we'll have immunizations. You might be immune, right? That's more bargaining, isn't it, right? But acceptance is really recognizing that life is going to be different now. And of course, you'll go through all of these, maybe within an hour, you'll feel all five. But I think it's important to grieve, to feel these feelings as we do. I know a lot of people are, you know, trying not to think about it by keeping themselves busy, by, you know, having a lot of booze. Booze intake is certainly up. Those are all forms of escape. You can't escape grief. You can't outrun it. It will come. And the sooner you can give yourself permission to grieve, the sooner you can feel all the feels and get to a steadier state, the sooner you will grow. Because now, David Kessler, who worked with Elizabeth Kubler-Ross on the stages of grief and on her later books, he came out with a new book recently, conveniently. But prior to all of this, he came out with a book called Finding Meaning, The Sixth Stage of Grief. As he did his research and after he did his research, he experienced personal loss. His 21-year-old son did pass. And during that grieving experience, he found one more thing that was needed, right? Which was finding meaning. And I do encourage you to seek out this book. It's not yet available in paperback, but it is, it is on back order and hardcover. Of course, it's available on Kindle or ebook. So check out this book again, David Kessler, Finding Meaning, the sixth stage of grief. In the first chapter of this book, he actually has a quote from Elizabeth Kubler-Ross that says, death does not need to be a catastrophic, destructive thing. 
Indeed, it can be viewed as one of the most constructive, positive, and creative elements of culture and life. I say that to say, look at nature, right? It's spring. The flowers are blooming. The daffodils, the tulips, they're going to bloom. They're going to die. It's going to be over within about a month. Lots of azalea blossoms, certainly in the Northeast where I am, they'll be coming. They'll bloom. They'll die. They'll last a couple weeks. That's part of life, right? This massive growth. And now we're going through a global pandemic, right? Something on the scale we've never seen in our lifetimes, right? This collective action that we're all taking together. It is an opportunity for growth. And in David's book, he talks about finding meaning, which is when you realize things differently, right? I'm recognizing that my friends who are doctors are frontline heroes in a way I didn't realize. I know doctors do magical work, but showing up to work every day, they're not calling in sick, right? Nurses are suiting up. Sanitation workers are suiting up. We're rewriting the book on who are heroes. When we get to a flattening point, when in the next few years this has calmed down, we will always look at the doctors and nurses who fought this with different eyes, right? Meaning in their work, we're, we're relating differently to them. We're seeing something different and it's beautiful. Um, I'm recognizing capabilities in my children, right? All they say with children and attachment, give them love, give them safety, watch them thrive. I'm giving them safety, a lot of love, and I'm watching them stabilize. I'm crying, I'm feeling sad, and they're coming to me and giving comfort, right? I'm recognizing this the grace and intelligence in these little beings. And so I ask you, who around you has come at you with grace? Who around you is showing bravery and courage? Yes, the woman at the supermarket, I'm going to ask how she's doing. The woman who's at the cashier as I'm checking out, right? I've got the face mask. I'm shaking and scared. How are you doing? Thank you so much for being here. I saw a postal worker. Hey, thank you for showing up. I'm afraid to touch the mail. He's suiting up. The PSE&G guy came by the house today. So it's it's amazing how many people are suiting up, showing up, going to work, at the grocery store, the men stocking the shelves were talking to themselves. I could tell they were nervous, but they needed to keep things buoyant. They needed to keep cheer and positivity. And I salute them for doing that, right? There are people in my community who, believe it or not, are still having play dates and throwing birthday parties and not following the rules. I can't unsee that either, right? That's selfish. But it comes from a place of need, right? They maybe are in denial or bargaining and they don't want to feel the sadness, right? So they're trying to do things to still resume life as normal. They haven't gotten to the point where they're ready to say, it's not normal. It's not normal. We're not returning to anything like what we had. It will be different. Every day you change. And here's where growth comes in. If you allow yourself the space and grace to grieve, you can come to the other side with growth, right? As David Kessler says, you will find meaning in this process. As he said about his son when he was going through the stages and he was grieving for quite a long time and always will be, right? You will always carry that grief with you. When David was finally able to say about his son, I am so sorry he died and 
I am so glad I got the chance to know him. For the short time that he was on this earth, I am so glad that he came into my life. And here are things he taught me. And here are things I will always have because of him. And here are things I can share with the world because of him, right? That's finding meaning. I don't know that you're there. I don't know that I'm there. But as you go through denial, anger, bargaining, depression, acceptance, and of course, meaning, just remember, this will be different. You will grow and change, but your eyes will be wider. You'll see things differently because of this. I am not trying to put a silver lining on it. Sometimes lemons are just lemons. There isn't the sugar to make the lemonade. And I encourage you as part of your growth, right? As part of your personal revolution to allow yourself the space and grace to grieve. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Please give yourself the grace. Reach out to me. You can go to my website. Please go to the Himalaya community to reach out to me there and let me know how this is all sitting with you. I love you. I'm thinking of you. And I hope this has been helpful. Take care.